leko baranda dodo shakata rabalata dodo shakata 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 in jesus mighty name we are prayed welcome to the episode of this youth network podcast Thank you to everyone who has been listening, to everyone who has been sharing. Very big thank you to you guys. Alright, I I found out that I did a podcast at that time called Free Indeed Part 1. So, I wanted to record something yesterday, but while I was just there, then I just remembered I have not done the Part 2 of Free Indeed. So, today is going to be Part 2 of Free Indeed. You know, over the previous week, I had conversations, you know, most of the times, few times I have conversation, I had the privilege to counsel God's people. And in my talking to people, I found out that there are two kinds of people that have challenges. One, they are the people who see certain things going wrong in their life or their family. They they don't see it as they know it's an attack, but they don't really they are not okay, they don't really see it like it's an they, they know something is not going well, but they 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 are not really pointing that Satan is the one behind it. You fail them. I remember telling somebody, you have to be serious with God, blah, 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 blah. And I think one of the, her friend came back and said she was not even being serious and all this. And she knew that there was a pattern. She was the one who even told me about the pattern, but they are not seeing it like it's one serious attack. They just think that a miracle will just happen that will just exempt them. They are, and most of the times, this set of people are not really serious believers. Then, the second set of people are the people who know that there is a challenge. They know that Satan is the one behind it. But yeah, they are not willing to do anything. They'll tell you they are tired. They are, they are not willing that it should. They, are, they, are, they think that something will just come and change. There's, there's this Isaac, Isaac Newton's um, Lord that said, if thing remains the same, it remains constant until an external force is applied to it. Nothing will change until you make it change. Everything... It was Bishop Boedipo that said everything working is somebody behind it making it work. If you see consistent change in a life or a person, it's an indication that it's somebody that is behind that change. Even though God is the one who, who will actually author the change, but the person actually position and do his own part so that God can actually work it. You know, like I always say, there are, there are largely nothing in scriptures that you have your, that you don't have your own part to play. See, there are times when God gives you instructions and you don't do it and yet God comes through for you out of his God's mercy. That thing that God did for you is out of his mercy. It should not become a doctrine that you now begin to teach people that even if God tells you to do something, you don't do it, it will still come true for you. He came out of his mercy. It should not be a doctrine that you now teach people that even if this, you should stay like that, God will still come through for you. 
So they are, they, it will remain in the same state. So many lives, so many things in your life, your family that you see, they will remain in that same state until an external force is applied to it. You get so like i said there are largely anything in scripture that you don't have your own part to play any faith that put its total responsibility on god is an irresponsible faith so there are largely anything that you see from scripture that you don't have your own part to play even in salvation people say what do you have to play salvation well the death of jesus will never benefit you until you believe him so that believing is your own part to do he has died for you that's his part came died controversial death and came and resurrected on the third day so your part is believing if you don't believe you're not saved so even as salvation you still have a part to play the gospel is a responsibility gospel so you see things that are not going well in your life you just think a miracle will just happen and you know you know people are very funny you just think a miracle will happen you know just like some of this very logic we used to, um, some people used to have consigning um, success and, and they think success just happened overnight to certain people. People will say, make I just they go for a road now, make I just pick two million. Those are irresponsible things, except it's a joke. Some people, they have no plan for their life, either in finance, in family, in ministry, whatsoever. You just think one kind of miracle. Yes, there's a part for miracle, but there's a part where you have to you play your own part. God was going to turn the water to wine, but they had their own part to do by putting water there. The Holy Ghost was going to come upon them, but he gave them a responsibility of, of, of um, waiting upon the Lord at the upper room there. So this is what I found. And most the two set of people that, that I, I just made mention, of, the one that seems to me very worst are the ones who know that there is a challenge they know is Satan, and yet they are they are they, they are lukewarm, not willing to do anything. And like I said, a thing or a life will remain so until there's an external force. When you see that things are not working, as a believer, there are things that should not find expression in your life. If you begin to see certain patterns that that looking that comes to your life, you don't wait and just know. You, you consistently attack it in the place of prayer where you ought to attack it. You see, Satan can hide on that process. I know there are process, they are, they are the, a place of growth where you have to grow, but I found that, that Satan can hide behind process and begin to attack a man. The Herod or the king has always arrested the, um, those who are preaching the gospel, but when he arrested James in the book of Acts chapter 12, they thought it was just his normal arrest that he, he has been doing that the kings normally do those who are preaching. But Satan is now after this one. He took James and killed James. And when he sees that he pleases the Jews, he went ahead again and take Peter. And now their eyes were open and found out that this is beyond the normal arrest he, he is doing. You know, they had to apply force in the place of prayer. So you see things that are not going in your life. Don't just be crying up and down. Sit down. Shall I tell you, there are things that will not just, just because you pray once, you this and no. As long as you are you are yet to see a change in a thing, consistently be praying. The first key as a believer, apart from that, when you see certain pattern in your life or family, is to begin to raise altar of prayer consistently in respect to that thing. See, there's what I call praying strategically. 
you find out how people die in your in your family at certain age you find out that people normally don't go to school in your family you find out that certain things don't usually happen in your family don't just carry don't just say ah just get angry one night and pray no create a consistent prayer altar in i call it praying strategically in the next 14 days i'm praying only in respect to this thing i've said these things over and over satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend as if he's not burning him you see issues that that consistently repeat it so herself you pray the bible said the church prayed without season at chapter 12 verse 5 they make endless prayer for don't think it was the day they prayed that Peter came out. No, the Bible is written in summary. So it they, they it showed you it, the it, that place was showing you that they play they prayed consistently until Peter was released. In short, they were in their house. I believe they were praying when Peter was released consistently. I remember something that happened one time. In an organization, they arrested somebody one time. Something happened one time, and they prayed. They passed somebody. The pastor prayed, and they came back and tell the found the geo that the man said, "No, you will pray till this person is released. If this person is not released today, you are not going." Everybody, lock the gate. Let's go back. There's something about consistent prayers. You know, people say that mm, uh, repetition of prayer. No, the Bible was speaking in the book of uh, Matthew 24, verse 44. I think he said that Jesus went up saying the same prayer. He repeated the same prayer three times. And there's what they call the prayer of importunity, where um, the scripture, the prayer was cited in scripture, where the, and the Bible said a man who was in his room, he had already shut up his door, and his friend came and knocked at his door, asking him to give him bread that he was expecting a visitor. Then the friend replied that he wouldn't have come out, but because of the importunity, the consistent knocking at the door. He also cited the proverb of a king, one a widow who came to a king, and the king, the Bible said, he feared no man or even God, but because of the way the woman kept on coming, disturbing him, he had to give. See, there are certain things that you have to push the door consistently. So the first key this morning that I'm sharing is praying without season. You see certain things. As long as you see the traces of, of those things in your life, you must pray till they, they cannot find expression again. Everybody in your family have a particular sickness. Once people get to a particular age, they have a particular issue. Once people do certain things, there's something that happens to them. A certain age, this thing happens to them. You are approaching that age too. You see things that happens to people. You create this thing. Strategic prayers. Consistently, Satan can't sit on fire for long and pretend as if he's not burning him. Secondly, you must learn to pray with scriptures. Hmm? You must learn to pray with scriptures. So, why you pray strategically, you must learn to pray with God's word. The Bible says, and this is the absolute confidence that we have in you, that whatsoever thing that we're asking in him, according to your will that you hear us. As much as God wants to help you as long as god wants to show mercy god is only committed to you within the jurisdiction of scripture god's god's absolute commitment to a man is only within scriptures god's absolute commitment to a man is only within scriptures god's absolute commitment to a man is only within scriptures so anything outside God's word, no. God won't give you what you want. God will only give you things that is within his will. 
So you must learn to pray. That's why if you're not a student of the word, eh, sometimes you, you, you mostly be praying amiss. You not even know how to, group, to go about prayer properly. So you must be a student of the word. Somebody who prays regularly with scriptures. Said this before, praying without the knowledge of God's word is like carrying a gun without bullet. It looks dangerous, but it's not harmful. You must pray with the knowledge of what is written. As much as God wants to come for you, as much as God wants to step into that situation, God will only do it when, when you, God wants to do things within the, you only do things that is within the jurisdiction of scriptures, his will. When you know what is written, then you can know how to pray properly. So many things will pray, just religious prayers that are very funny. So you must pray in respect to his will. In the book of um, Luke chapter 4, from verse 3, Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ. In verse 4, the word himself began to quote scripture. Then in verse 5 and 6, Satan now began to also quote scriptures. So it's not enough that you know scripture to pray. You must know the scripture in context. Because one of the things that Satan does is to use the scripture out of context for you. Satan also knows the word. He can quote it. He was quoting it for Jesus, but he was quoting it out of context. So praying with the word. Father, it is written. Whosoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things must as pass away. Behold, all things have become new. He said, Whosoever the Son of Man is free, is it for his free indeed? Making claims by via his word, why distance should not find expression in your life. Praying with scriptures. Lastly, when you find these kind of patterns in your life, one of the things you must do instructions. Pray the prayer of inquiry. That's where instruction comes. I found out that it's one of the things that we believers don't pray. The prayer of inquiry. Lord, this thing has been happening. I have prayed. I have done this. What should I do? That was the prayer that Saul, when he met God, that was why he asked him, say, what will you have me do? Then he gave him instruction. This is one of the reasons why David had victories, fighting battles, always asking God, always asking God, should I go or should I not go? Should I go or should I not go? You've seen patterns. You have prayed. You have done all that you could. Engage the prayer of inquiry. Prayer of inquiry is where instructions come. There are things that God can even tell you that may not make sense, even though they will align with scriptures. God can tell you, call this person. Let him pray for you. God can even tell you. I know people don't like to hear this one. Send so-so amount to somebody. God can give you all kinds of instructions. The prayer of inquiry. Lord, I have done this and this. There is no answer. What will you have me do? When you have done everything and they are not working, engage the prayer of inquiry. You have done the things you know to do. Engage the prayer of inquiry. May the Lord bless you with this short charge in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Bless your name for your word as comfort. Be the exalted. That magnified in Jesus' name. In case you're listening to me and you're not giving your life to Christ, say this after me Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me, took away all my sins. Today, 
confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Welcome to the family of Christ. Welcome. In case you want to reach out to me for prayers, for counseling, 081 Thank you for listening.